Coming to you live from the JRE Tobacco Aladino Mobile Studios, it's the Cigar Pulpit. Hello everybody and welcome to another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm the Bishop of the Bird, Nick, and today we're going to be doing another blast from the past. Now, uh, let me give a little bit of uh, background before we get into what this episode is going to encompass. So, um, about a week ago, maybe a little over a week ago, uh, we had Pinky back on the uh, the show. And she joined me for an episode, and it was really great to hear from Pinky again, kind of catch up with her and everything going on in her life. Um, but uh, I heard from some of you, and some of you are newer to the show, and you didn't know who Pinky was. And so you didn't really understand kind of where she'd been, why we cared, you know, uh, why just there, there, there was a lot going on. And, um, you know, we uh, we didn't really get into you, you, you didn't understand. And so I figured maybe this is a good opportunity to go back and reintroduce Pinky to some of the listeners who have come along since um, she took her hiatus from the show and uh, get into um, kind of her background a little bit. So we're going back and we're going to listen to um, pretty much the bulk of an episode uh, from back in 2020 when Pinky joined us and um, kind of talked about how she got into cigars during COVID. And we talk all about it and kind of what she really likes about cigars and everything else. So um, for those of you who have been with us for a while, you know, it's basically a rewind episode. But for those of you who haven't been with us for a while, this is an inner way for you to uh, introduce yourself to Pinky and kind of, um, you know, get to know that. But also, this is kind of a guidebook for how you can get uh, not just um, uh, a new smoker, uh, maybe going in cigars, but also a new female smoker, get them going in cigars. So, you know, if you've got somebody in your life that maybe is, uh, you know, flirting with the idea of having cigars, but they're nervous or whatever, you know, this is an opportunity for you to maybe take a few notes and you can learn something and maybe get a new sister of the leaf going in, uh, in the cigar community. So uh, before we get into that, I do want to touch on some of our sponsors because, quite frankly, I don't know if we get into that, uh, into the sponsors in during the interview. I don't think we do. So um, obviously, first things first, it always starts with Dan the Man Ponder over there at Riverman Cigar Company of Crestwood, Missouri. Guys, he's got a great selection of cigars going on. He just posted some amazing Arturo Fuente cigars that he got in very recently. I don't know if they're even still available, quite frankly. They may have gone so fast, they may not even be available. But um, over there at Riverman Cigar Company, he's got all kinds of great stuff always coming in. You're going to want to maybe swing by uh, if you're in the St. Louis area. But if you're not in the St. Louis area, he's got you covered because he does do mail order. So you can always swing by or give Dan a call and he can put a box together and get that stuff shipped out to you right away. So the cut would normally be sponsored by Riverman Cigar Company, but I'm currently not smoking anything. I'm going to be smoking something in the episode that you're going to hear. But uh, right now you're not, so you don't get to hear the cool cut noise. But anyway, Riverman Cigar Company, Crestwood, Missouri. Um, from there, I also want to discuss um, Villiger Cigars. Villiger Cigars, they do our entertainment report. I can do a very brief one if you'd like, but uh, Villiger Cigars, uh, they are 
a great brand that's been around for quite a while overseas. They're making inroads here into the United States, and they've got some wonderful cigars that you're going to want to try. Um, if you have Villiger cigars in your local brick-and-mortars humidor, give them a shot. You're not going to regret it. And if you don't know, Go to their website, check out their store locator, see where they're at. Give Villager Cigars a try. They've got some awesome ones that are going to be coming out of PCA. I'm reaching out to Renee to see if Renee wants to come onto the show before PCA to discuss what they're going to be bringing out at PCA. I'm really excited about it. They have some wonderful products already, and I know they've got some cool stuff coming soon. So you're going to want to keep your eye on Villager Cigars. And then from there, we have our friends over there at United Cigars. Uh, we just had Oliver Nouveau on the show on Friday. If you guys haven't had a chance to listen to that, go back, listen to that episode. It's a great episode to really get to know United Cigars. You get to find out about all the cool stuff coming up here soon, be it the EP Korea Firecracker or um, uh, the new sizes of the Red Anchor that's coming and all the other great cigars that are coming out at PCA. But then also you get to find out about United Cigars just in general and all the different cigars that are underneath their umbrella. Find out where you can get some of these cigars. I mean, United Cigars is a very unique uh, brand in that, like, you know, they have their own cigars and they distribute, you know, for other people, including Atabe or uh, Selected Tobacco, which has Atabe, Byron, Bandolero, and all that. So, guys, you know, check out United Cigars. These are these are great cigars that you're going to want to want to get to know as well. Obviously, Aladino Cigars. We love Aladino Cigars here at the show. They have naming rights. It's the Jerry Tobacco Aladino Mobile Studio. We love Aladino Cigars here. Huso and the crew over there at uh, Aladino always putting together fantastic products. I know they've got some cool stuff coming up at PCA, and uh, I'm hoping to get either Tremac or Husto on prior to PCA so that we can talk to them about that. And finally, because it would not be an episode without mentioning them, let's hear about my monthly cigars. This would normally be the time that I give some information about My Monthly Cigars, but I've hired that out this week, so take it away. My Monthly Cigars is a premium cigar subscription service. It comes in a variety of different size boxes at affordable prices. Use offer code PULPIT and get free shipping on your first box and 20% off any items in the online store at MyMonthlyCigars.com. That's offer code PULPIT. Thanks. Thanks, guys. And here's the thing. You guys also want to go over to MyMonthlyCigars.com and you want to try fucking good coffee. Because fucking good coffee, it's fucking good. Um, they have the Cigar Pulpit Blend, which is the lounge, or uh, the uh, Daily Press. But then they've got the Lounge Blend that uh, is really, really good and really popular as well. Um, those of you who are lucky enough to uh, get in on the June My Monthly Cigars box, you should have gotten samples of both of those coffees. And you can give them a try, and you can get some over there at MyMonthlyCigars.com. Guys, uh, I apologize for doing essentially a repeat episode, but like I said, it kind of worked out uh, for a lot of different reasons for me. Um, I have my son quite a bit this month, and the recording timing for the Tuesday episode sometimes gets a little tight on the weekends that I have my boy. Um, and then it, it just kind of worked out, though, too, because like I said, we had some listeners reach out and say, you know, we've heard you guys talk about this pinky person. You know, obviously Pinky was on the show 
Um, but they didn't know who Pinky necessarily was or how Pinky came about with, with the pulpit. So I figured, you know what? It, it kind of works out well for me. I didn't have a, uh, a guest lined up for today's show. Um, and, uh, you know, I didn't really want to do another solo one completely by myself, but then this is an opportunity for you to, uh, learn about Pinky and kind of, uh, you know, get to get, get a little bit of a flashback. So anyway, I'm going to stop rambling. You guys, thank you for, for your support over the last month, you know, plus here lately. I've been trying really hard to keep the show going uh, on, a, on a steady um, track with uh, guests and new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. Uh, I'm working really hard at it. And so um, I really want to thank everybody for your support. Numbers this month have been really, really good. And, um, you know, I've got some more stuff cool stuff coming up um we've got a uh new original episode scheduled for this friday uh coming up um we're gonna have a up-and-coming brand uh featured on that episode and then from there you never know what's coming up um we've got uh like i said i want to circle up with aladino and with uh, villiger before pca um i will say if you guys haven't gotten your calls in yet you need to get your calls in for Ask the Boys. Um, Mr. Jonathan of the Cigar Authority is going to be the other boy for Ask the Boys this month. And so if you have cigar expert related questions, so, you know, questions about maintaining your humidor. Uh, why is my cigar doing this? Why is the wrapper cracking? Why is the, the, the why does it canoe? What is this tobacco, this void of tobacco inside, you know, what the mouse holes and the the everything if you guys have cigar questions this is the month to really get them in so guys get your questions in by calling ask the boys area code 863-874-0000 that's 863-874-0000 get your questions in mr jonathan and i will be happy to address those on the um june 30th show however all questions must be in, absolutely must be in, by end of day, Sunday, June 25th. So you guys have less than a week to get your questions in for uh, Ask the Boys with uh, Mr. Jonathan and I. So guys, get your questions in, and um, you know we'll, we'll be happy to address them on the Ask the Boys episode. Otherwise, sit back, enjoy this uh, blast from the past where we get to meet Pinky. Thanks, everybody. Stay safe and stay smoky. So I'm here today with a friend of mine who I uh, introduced cigars to over the COVID uh, uh, break, if you will. Uh, we're joined by uh, somebody we've referred to a couple times, Pink Bronco. How are you? Hello. Very good. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm glad you're joining us. So, And we're joined by phone by Jeff. Yeah, we have, uh, Nick and I have a little legal matter. Yeah, fuck off. That we've got to clear up. Um, there's currently a restraining order. Yeah, and you and that goddamn I'm pastor. Yards, I'm a hundred yards down the street, and I can see them. But yeah, we're, we're we have to stay separated. You and that. Hopefully, hopefully, when we actually air this, we'll be able to have resolved this in court, so we can do kind of the header and footer. But as of right now, um, yeah, there's a restraining order. You and that you goddamn snake oil salesman. Nick, you attacked a pastor. He's not a pastor. He's a freaking crook. 
Look, that is for the IRS to decide. Oh, let me tell you, I will help the IRS in any way, shape, or form, but that's neither here nor there. So today we're going to talk to Pink Bronco. I uh, just like the fact that the man anoints his cigars before he sends them to you after your pledge. <laughs> anyway, God, I hate you, Jeff. So today we're going we're gonna to speak with, uh, with Pink Bronco, and we're going to talk about getting into cigars. So... So it's kind of funny. Um, she uh, she listened. Hi, Hi Jeff. She, I, I suppose one day you and I will meet in real life. Maybe. It's probably better this way for you. I'm, I'm going to believe that 100%. I'm, I'm just going to take you at your word. Most women, it's better on yes. the phone, you know, and everything. I mean, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but you, uh, you had listened to our show. Yes. Before you'd ever gotten into cigars. Yes, I did. And had zero interest still. As much as I love and respect you, as much as I love and respect you, you just hadn't gotten it there yet. So, but I was happy to support you, fan of the show, followed you on Instagram. Yep. And then COVID hit. Yes. And all of a sudden, I'm doing a, I, I, I remember this clearly, I'm doing like an Instagram live and all of a sudden, I'm getting text messages from you saying that you are watching in your garage with a cigar. Yes. So how in the hell did we come to that point? COVID. COVID. <laughs> well, it's important to note that that was at like 10 o'clock at night. So it was. your night was just getting started. It's true. My night in the real world. <laughs> Rapidly. <would've>, should have been over <laughs> Should have been over two hours before that. But... Uh, I, you know, during quarantine, when there was literally nothing else to do, I was finding myself staying up till one or two in the morning. So I was scrolling through, through Instagram and I saw that you were going live in a couple minutes. And I thought to myself, you know, I've got this cigar that I got at a charity golf tournament. Um, I won't say how long ago I got it. Uh, how long ago? It was at least two years. It was at least two years ago. So humidification. Right. Of course, I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> I mean, okay. I was. I mean, I was seriously a, a novice rookie. No, it was in like a tube. I think you told me it, it was, was in a, like a little, an like aluminum the aluminum tube. tube. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, and I had at the golf tournament. I got it and I brought it home and thought, you know, maybe my husband will smoke it. Mr. Bronco. I, I, Mr. Bronco. I've never known him to smoke cigars, but it was free. What the heck. So that night, I saw Nick was going live on Instagram, and I thought, you know what? I've got that cigar. I'm going to go get it. So I texted him and thought, and I said, hey, I'm sitting outside of my garage. Let's do this. And uh, I <laughs> opened it up. Didn't know you had to cut him. I mean, when I yeah. said I was a rookie, <laughs> I was a rookie. Um, and I tried lighting it, and the whole thing damn near just disintegrated. I mean, Which I had nothing. Probably was the best thing that could have happened. Yes. I I agree. I mean, looking back, knowing a little bit more that I know now versus then, um, it it probably would have turned me off forever. Yeah. It was not just not a quality cigar. Um, And so I was disappointed. I mean, I was looking forward to just sitting there for an hour and trying something new and being the anti-pink Bronco, you know, (laughs) because in real life, I'm just real. I'm high strung. I'm type A. I'm super go, go, go. And uh, just the thought of sitting there in the garage for the next hour doing nothing except smoking a cigar was very attractive to me. Well, and that, and so when you and I talked about cigars, that was exactly it. That was the thing that, um, 
you kind of seem to fixate on was the idea that there was there was this this thing that you would do and you just had to sit and chill. You had to sit and relax and just just commit to it for an hour, hour plus. 100%. So that next day, you texted me and said, I mean, this was really early on in quarantine, right? Like yeah, this we, was like, this was actually so early on that the stores hadn't even shut down yet. Because I think I went by the Hill Cigar Company to pick up the sticks that I dropped off to you um, before they shut down. And they shut down, I think, like late, late March. March. Yeah, I was So thinking, this was like beginning yes. of COVID, very beginning of COVID. Correct. And um, so you had texted me that next morning and said, hey, I put something. It was so early on that we were like, you still weren't interacting with anybody. Yeah. Right. It was like you couldn't touch anybody. You couldn't get within a couple. So you said, hey, I just dropped something off on your porch. And I went outside and Nick had like five or six sticks in a bag with the little humidor thing. I don't even know what that's called. The Bovida pack. That. There you go. <laughs> We're still working, but that's with the, okay. With the cutter yep. and a lighter. Uh, I mean, it was like Christmas morning. <laughs> now, now, okay. I, I Jolly old St. Nick. Exactly. I want to interject this, um, okay. Pinky. Because when Nick leaves something on my front step, it's usually flaming and full of shit. You deserve it. It's a totally different experience for me. I would. I, it sounds like it for sure. Well, see, and that, and and I was just referencing. It's jolly old Saint Nick. You know, when you're a good kid, you get cigars, and when you're a bad kid, you get flaming bags of poop. <laughs> if that's not the best graphic of the difference between Pink Bronco and Jeff, I, I, mean, I just don't know what else is. I don't is. know what else is. Very so. descriptive. Oh, it, it paints a very accurate picture. <laughs> it does. So anyway, so yeah, so I had picked up um, a nice little variety pack. I got you um, a couple of the uh, Tabac Speciales, because mm-hmm. I always tend to go with those for the, for the novice smokers. And um, I didn't want to get you just... Um, infused flavored cigars i wanted you to be also try just some straight regular tobacco you know kind mm-hmm. of cigars so i got a couple of the uh the leaf by oscars and it was the connecticut and the maduro you know and then there were a couple others that i th- i think i threw in um i think there was an acid there might have been an acid and then i think i also threw in a um uh oscar uh, uh uh, Oscar. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. One of those cigars. Yes. And so it was one of those things. That way you could try the infused stuff, but then also you could try the regular, just plain Jane tobaccos so that you could, uh, you know, appreciate the difference. And then also, uh, by getting you the, both the Maduro and the Connecticut, you could even try the differences between the different types of just plain tobacco. Right. So the challenge I had was I knew I had these really high quality cigars now. I mean, my reference point for this was that I had a two-year-old cigar, so anything was better than that. Um, but I didn't know what to do with it, remember? Yep. I was like, I don't, I, I didn't even know you had to cut them. So yep. I called you and I was like, hey, I mean, you just want to come over and we can social distance in the backyard. And um, this, well, this might even have been before the term social distance. I mean, this was so early it, Everything was all coming together at yeah, that point. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I said, do you just want to come over and let's let's do this. Let's try this. So you came over. I mean, I think we were outside for four hours that yep. first time. Um, and it was awesome. But that's true. I, I remember asking you what, why you started. 
And you said, you know, with the paper getting so busy and all this stuff, you said it was your time to just sit there and do nothing. Mm -hmm. And that idea to me of forced relaxation was very attractive. I really liked the idea of that. And okay, so I got to ask you this, Pinky. It works, doesn't it? Oh, 100%. 100 percent it is and it's something so during quarantine when there was literally nothing else to do for weeks on end Uh it was like and especially when the weather got nice Uh it's it's something to look forward to it is oh i know i could tell because you know the monkey climbed firmly onto your back and latched on just like it did mine because i you know it started off with you know that that first batch of cigars and you know, coming over that first time. And then next thing I know, I'm getting text messages like, hey, you want to come have a cigar? You want to come have a cigar? You want And so, like, I'm popping by, like, fairly frequently there. And I'm like, yeah. okay, she's getting into this. She's getting into this. And so then, then you're going to, to Total Wine, and you found the cigars yes. at Total Wine. Yep. And you were experimenting. And then then it seemed like something else interesting happened. Suddenly, the the because you were now interested in this, Suddenly you found other people that were interested in this that you didn't even realize you knew well, were interested and that's in this. Something that I've come to really enjoy about the cigar community is that it is a community. Yes. So I find myself really liking groups where there's a, a hobby or something that brings them together in ways that we don't usually define ourselves. You know what I mean? Like politics brings people together, religion brings people together, but also obviously both are very divisive. You there is this community out there of cigar smokers and you cannot stereotype them. Not one bit. And I love that. You can sit down with someone who in every other aspect of your life is drastically different than you and you can have the best conversation. And I, I love having those points of connection with people that are much different than myself. And so that's a good way of putting it way better than what Jeff puts it. (laughs) So, but, (laughs) <laughs> my, do- my dogs just went nuts on the deck too by the way i don't know if you heard that yeah we, we heard that no they apparently are buying whatever i'm selling so i'm I'm digging it <laughs> exactly yeah uh, they were all in but it's true so i so i wouldn't say i'm a closet cigar smoker but i'm i'm very health conscious mm-hmm. in my real life and so i'm still coming to terms with sort of pairing up the cigar smoking aspect with the whole rest of my life so i don't go out there advertising there's but a I lot of studies cigars. talking about the the effects of cigars in terms of your stress levels and how your stress levels decrease so considerably with uh, with cigar usage and everything like that. I, w- I would definitely believe that. And then in turn, what other health effects come from the decreased uh, stress levels? Right. Well, well and I w- I'm Pinky, I was going to say... You know, I'm an organic gardener. I I go out of my way to buy organic produce and whatnot. And I figure, you know what? If I have some cigars now and then, I'm doing all this other stuff right. It levels it out. I would agree. Definitely. Well, and back to... And quite frankly, I don't think the cigars are, you know, everything in moderation. Let's put it that way. I agree. I agree. And then the, again, when you, well, when I smoke cigars, it is one of the, I I see it as self-care, weirdly. You know, it, it... Honestly, in my real life, I'm just so I wouldn't say high strung. Nick, would you call me high strung? Um, don't Nick has called you high strung to me many times. <laughs> I wouldn't say you're high strung, but you are very. You told me that many times. I have not. I wouldn't say you're high strung, but I would say that you're very. Um, you're like a shark. You're constantly moving. 
that's true. That how, is a very how, good way. How is that any different? Because because there's a difference between constantly moving and high strung, which I feel is stressed. I feel like high strung is a very stressed state of mind. A state of mind. I don't think you're stressed. That's true. I just think you're just always busy. That's true. That and is and it's, and it, it's very above the neck, very acidic. I high strung can be, yeah, and yes. very busy. I think is just tiring. Yes. And yes. so I'm someone who from, I mean, I define myself and I wish I wasn't this way, but I just feel like it's how I'm wired. I define myself by my productivity. And because of that, I mean, I am doing stuff all throughout the day, like physically doing things. I, I have a hard time sitting still. So to find something, I mean, I could sit down and read a book, but that to me is in pure isolation. And sometimes I need that, but sometimes I need interaction with others. Yeah. And this is where Mr. Bronco comes in because he also has not really been a cigar smoker. Uh, no one was as surprised as my husband that I <laughs> that you picked this started up started smoking cigars. Um, and one day he said, "You know what? I'll try one of those." And I freaked out, not because he wanted to smoke, but like I, I didn't know what to recommend to him. So I'm like texting Nick, like, "Okay, what? what <laughs> hold on I here." I thought you were, I thought you were just mad he was going to take one of your cigars. Well, there was also that piece of it. That's <laughs> that that does come into play it at does. some at yes. some point. Yeah, that's the one thing I you said earlier. You can't stereotype a cigar smoker. I will say to an extent, where all that dog that's in the pound that when you put the food in the dish, you know, and then another dog comes up, it'll like attack that dog and be like, "That's my food." Mm-hmm. We're all kind of that way. We're willing to share. To an extent. extent. <laughs> yeah. Well, knowing that, I just feel even more graciously thankful to you for all. I mean, do you remember for a couple of weeks you would be dropping oh, off I cigars that my? I mean, you were feeding this. <laughs> I to, was feeding the you habit. You were my dealer. Legitimately, <laughs> it, it my really dealer. was kind of spooky there, Jeff. I I was I was dropping off a lot of cigars there. But I, was, it was, I was keeping the habit going. And, and Pinky, do you know what it is? What's that? It's one. It's the fact that Nick genuinely is a good guy, and I Truth. seldom ever admit that on the cast. But I want it on the record for our court case that's, you know, <laughs> pending but, in the superior but, court. You yeah, stole my but, cigar, you sack. You don't. I, I don't care. <laughs> but, I'm still holding second, that against you. Secondly, um, a lot of it is that he likes to. He has this group of friends, and it's. It's fairly tight, let's be honest. It's very small. And I think if he can bring someone in like you that he likes and respects, um, you know, by, by getting you a, you know hooked on cigars, because you don't get addicted. To <laughs> I was going to say, don't use addicted. <laughs> but, but get you sucked into this community. He's got another person to go hang out and smoke with. So, so it true. was partially, you know, him being a nice guy and partially him being selfish, all wrapped in one. I respect that. I don't hate that. I'm, a, oh, I'm, absolutely. A, I'm an enigma wrapped in a puzzle. Yeah. <laughs> We're being very descriptive today. I'm, <laughs> I'm digging it. Um, so you're, I text- bring, you're bringing a higher level to the pulpit here. I mean, this is like, you know. You're ele- classing up the joint. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Um, so it, it has been a way for my husband and I to reconnect because he doesn't particularly enjoy being outdoors very much. Uh-huh. Um I mean, he'll, um, if I want to go hiking or something, he'll, you know, yeah, okay, let's go do that. Um, but we, I were recording at my house. So we, there's this beautiful backyard. We've never really been outside to enjoy it. Hey, and you've got a great deck. Yeah. We've, I mean, we've got the pergola, 
gazebo. I mean, it's very nice out here. And being outside together, he created this awesome playlist. He's a music guy. So he created this playlist specifically for cigar smoking for he and I to sit outside and we'd be out here for two or three hours most days. Hell, there was the one night over the summer that you actually slept on the uh, the hammock the ha- overnight. Oh, man. Do we, should we oh. tell that story? You can tell that story. Oh, man. She's texting me. I'm sitting out on my deck oh, sitting and smoking, and she's texting me, and you know we're texting back and forth about, hey, what are you smoking, blah, 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 you know, this and that and whatever else. And she's just out, like, lounging in her hammock. Well, it started on a four-hour Zoom call with some well, of that's my, true. my college friends where I may have <laughs> drank a little too much. But earlier in the day, I was outside weeding and just enjoying the weather, and I could smell the lilac bush. And I thought, God, it smells so pretty. It smells so nice out here. I could just sleep out here. It smells so good. So in my mind, I thought, you know what? If the weather's nice tonight, I'm going to sleep out here. So that evening, I went into this four-hour Zoom call, and I, I think we ended at like midnight. And I thought, oh, it's still perfect outside. So I slept out in the hammock. The problem with all of that is, first of all, my husband knew I was drinking. And so when I didn't come upstairs and come to bed, he woke up at like one o'clock in the morning, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> freaked out because he couldn't find me. I mean, he went out front, he went in the basement, he walked around the house. And so I'm asleep in the hammock. You could also say I was passed out, but I'll, I'll claim I was asleep <laughs> we'll in the say, hammock. We'll say asleep. Yeah. And uh, he comes over and he shakes the hammock and he's like leaning over me and I freak out because who, who in the world is rocking my hammock at one o'clock in the morning? <laughs> well, I mean, let, let's be honest. You live next to the soup kitchen, so it's a real legitimate fear. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is a legitimate fear. So, um, vagabonds so, and vagrants just coming by. Exactly. Hey, you got that chicken noodle? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, note to self for next time I want to sleep outside in a hammock. I need to tell my husband mm-hmm. that I will not be coming to bed that night because that, um, that freaked him out. But, uh, now, I, I'm okay. I, I'm going to jump in here for I'm sure a good portion of our listeners. You do have like a fence gated backyard, right? Correct. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. So you weren't just laying there vulnerable for all for the masses. No, no. I'm a very risk averse person generally. I've seen enough Walking Dead that you don't want to do that. Jeff is also very used to women just not coming to bed. (laughs) (laughs) I have a track record, Pinky. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, of exactly that. Yeah. All right. I have no words. <laughs> Mo- moving on. So you know, I'd like to deny it, but I, I can't. <laughs> so so moving on. So you slept out in the hammock. So I did. And it was, so there's been this joke, Nick, you know this. So we've decided I'm not high strung, but I am just very active and just very busy throughout the day. And, but during quarantine, I was the opposite. Yep. Right. So I, because we couldn't do anything, it was the permission I needed yep. to not do anything and not be, yep. you know, I, it was permission to be lazy. And, um, oh, your, your whole personality changed, changed during COVID. I mean, I stayed up super late most nights. I was, yeah, because most nights you're in bed by like what, like eight? I, I crawl into bed about eight. I'm asleep usually yeah. by wow. nine. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But I mean, there were, but some you're nights, up at like four. Well, it's because I go to bed so early. <laughs> well, that's my point. It's like, it's like there are nights that I'm going to bed, and I'm texting you, and uh, you're waking up. Oh, yes. Yep. 
You're, you're texting <laughs> like, hey, got the show edited, blah, blah, blah. Good night. And I'm texting you, good morning. Exactly. <laughs> I just woke up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's yep. insane. So we, we are definitely, Nick Nick and I are definitely uh, night walkers. I, I think that's an easy way to put it. Oh. Because I'm not a person either. Definitely. Yeah. Well, and I feel like people are generally wired that way. So we should not feel bad one way or the other, however we are. Well, hell, just today, just today, I wake up and I've got a message from you at, from like, I don't know, 730 saying like, smoky smoke today? Yep. And I said like, yeah, sure. In fact, we need a guest for Friday. So we're going to record this episode and blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, oh, and by the way, I'm just now waking, waking up. up. <laughs> and know? what did I say? And you're No judgment. No judgment. No judgment. Nope. But it's like, you know. You know what the best part of waking up for Nick is? Brunch. Waking up. <laughs> well, he did come with a lunch today. Or I, not lunch, but he brought brunch. I did. I did. I oh, had. Oh, my God. Did you get one of those those Hardee's McGriddles? <laughs> yeah, I got one of those bootleg Hardee's McGriddles. And um, <laughs> uh, quick little food review, guys. They suck. Um, they have no. Oh, was it not as good? Oh, dude, they have no syrup. Oh, you, you know, can't do that. No, so you know how the McDonald's McGriddle has the little syrup pockets within it, right? This has no syrup. It's basically just two hot cakes with a sausage patty and the scrambled egg. No cheese. Just that. What? It was so dry. It was so dry. You know, usually Carl's Jr. hits the mark. Well, uh, not, the, not, I guess. the little star was not the shining destination for breakfast this morning. They really don't have the little... The little nope. uh, syrup. There was no. no syrup to this whatsoever. But let the record reflect, as a good hostess, you I, did offer me I syrup. I offered you syrup. Yes, but oh, that was nice, Pinky. Yeah, it's what I do. But I wanted to. I wanted to have no something on this. I wanted to have oh. something on the stomach because since I knew we were going to be smoking, and I didn't want to go into this. It, you know, it's funny, Pinky, without. because no matter what meal that I have with Nick. He's usually offered syrup with it. It's really bizarre. I mean, again, no judgment. You just drink it. It's just like a beverage. There you go. <laughs> but on, but, but on your kung pao, Nick. Have you ever tried it, Jeff? You know what? Valid point. I have yep. Not. Don't I knock say. it till you try it. Now, Nick, Nick referenced that we're all smoking. I think we need to go around and say what we uh, what we have. Yeah, go around the horn here. So we'll start with uh, we'll start with our guest. All right. Well, I'm smoking in Isla del Sol, the Drew State. Yes, I'm a big oh, yeah. fan. See, and that's the interesting thing. Yeah, I would say you're big into Drew State, and um, you know the, the sugar tip, the infused, you know that sort of thing. You've tried did the, you say, the did you say tip sugar tips? You didn't say tip. Okay. I didn't want you to go all Mel Gibson. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Love of God, Pinky's here. I mean, I'm not talking to a to a Jewish female police officer or anything. <laughs> anyway, um, but, uh, you know, you've tried your fair share of uh, non-infused cigars and everything but as a personal preference you like the you like the flavor it's true now here's the question i have for you okay do you find that that's usual for female cigar smokers or that yes. you can't stereotype that you can um i would I say find it, yeah I, I would say that probably of the infused cigar smokers the are i would say you'd have more females okay. than men uh in that category then you would maybe the opposite. But I do 
there are plenty of females that'll smoke whatever. So okay, yeah. Well, so as I've disclosed to certain people, I'm still pretty protective of who I share my new love of cigars with. But as I have, people have said, "Well, how do I get my my wife into this?" And I say, well, I mean, you just, Nick has to pick out the cigars. <laughs> That's my answer. <laughs> just let Nick take it over and see how it goes. I'll have to put together like a little like online course, you know, people. Yeah. Could... That's the whole show. That really is. I, I firmly believe that. She just watched me party foul all over her table. That's all right. That was unfortunate. <laughs> I thought that ash was a little more solid there. But I think no. That's a show we need to do. That that's a great idea, Pinky. As with anything, thing, especially with cigars, though the the knowledge and there's just so many options. How anything that's overwhelming, that's a barrier for people for entry. You know what I mean? Like if there's just too many decisions. I got into this because I didn't have to make any decisions. Like the the cigar fairy dropped cigars <laughs> off that I, and it's like he knows so much about cigars that I mean it just fairy. they beca- they the taste started becoming much more refined. It's like well we'll start you with this and this and then I mean the fat bottom Bettys are still a yeah you're real big into the Deadwood. Those are yes okay that now whole let, me, line. let me throw this out yeah Kristen my my ex Kristen loves the leather rose. Have you Same, had that? Oh, have I had that? I have a whole oh. box of. <laughs> inside yeah. yes yeah. yes yeah. that thing's at a premium now because those things are running out yeah they are well and thanks to my friend Nick, i'm telling you he's like the cigar fairy <laughs> right i was over at the cigar shop and i was like hey so i went and i tracked you down some leather rows but um yeah i got you a box, a box. so <laughs> anyway <laughs> i just have this image of you nick when she says cigar fairy I have this image of you. I think it was on Family Guy with the tooth fairy when he'd go back and he had that whole thing of teeth and he'd lay in them and make like tooth angels. I just have an image of you laying naked, rolling around in your cigars. Don't judge me. (laughs) (laughs) It's not an image I needed. (laughs) Don't judge me. (laughs) Not not even a little bit. All of a sudden, the the whole experience just isn't the same, is it? Why did he have to be naked, Jeff? Why couldn't he just... (laughs) Right. I was naked earlier before we got on the call. Yeah, so. let's talk about that for a moment. So, like, we're <laughs> we're we're getting ready to record here. We're setting up. We're getting the call and everything. And uh, you know, as as the three of us are on the line, um, Jeff's ex wife popped home for just a split second, and I just hear the utter just disgust and disdain in her voice as she's like, "Seriously, seriously?" And I'm like, "What did you do?" And he's like, "I I I don't have any clothes on." <laughs> it's like walking around the kitchen naked. Just walk around the house, just. Hey, I am naked. naked gator. Come on. <sighs> well, I couldn't named. find my shorts. That's that's a really good excuse there, Jeff. Anyway, so continuing to go around the horn, I've got the uh, Dias de Gloria by AJ Fernandez, not Keith Hernandez. AJ, the, Fernandez. not the Keith Hernandez, not version. not okay. not the Keith Hernandez collection. And then I am actually smoking a Perdomo Lot 23. You bought a bunch of those recently. Yeah, it's from Esteli, Nicaragua. <laughs> okay, then. Now you know. I could read a band. I would say you like read that on the band. band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the beauty of this is they did cut out the federal S-chip tax. I heard that. Pretty, yeah. yeah, I heard that. That's good. Excellent. Excellent. So. <laughs> oh my See, gosh. that's another piece of the cigar industry that people might not realize. I mean, the effect it has on international relations. Oh, yeah. It, no, we, we talked about that. Yeah, we do. We talk about that quite a bit. You know, the fact that there are literally whole countries um, south of us that are 100 percent reliant 
practically on the cigar industry, or maybe not a hundred percent, but but significantly. Sure. I mean, you've Every... got hundreds of people owing their entire life to the job that they have rolling cigars. Yep. You know, and and growing the tobacco and fermenting the tobacco. And and Pinky, I'll tell you this: I have Karens that will kind of jump on me once in a while or grind on me about smoking cigars, and I ask them why they don't like South Americans. And they said, well, what do you mean? And I'm like, the whole economy is based on this. I'm helping support South America. What are you doing? And then they get really pissed off at me and leave. Okay. <laughs> fun I hate care. Anecdote there. <laughs> One of the things that's been really fun um, uh, getting Bronco into cigars here has been kind of like just the educational side of things, yes. you know, like talking about, you know, um, this being like a hand roll product and then this and that and everything else. It's, it's been really fun kind of um, sharing the knowledge a little bit. Well, and as someone, again, who was a super novice. Oh, I know. Hearing you talk about, I mean, all the things involved in the process and the distribution and the the selection, you know, the different places carry it, you know, get to decide. It just, I mean, I'm a learner. Yes. If, if nothing else in life, I am a learner. So See, I've enjoyed that piece of it. And I still remember, so you and I, once the Hill was able to reopen. Um, I will never forget that. Day. And and um, the, the lounge wasn't open yet. We were sitting outside. But uh, you and I, we piled in the car. We went over to the Hill. And I just remember your first walking into the humidor. Unbelievable. It's just, just super impressive. Just the selection. Yes. Just there's so many options to you. And it's overwhelming at first. And and there there's no bad option anymore. I mean, the cigar industry right now, and I've smoked since I was 16 years old. The cigar industry right now is the best I've ever seen it for uh, selections. You know, not well, and including the uh, Gator and the Bishop. Uh, I'll throw I mean, out. I mean, Gurkha. Anyway, anyway, I mean, <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's no, kind of like to me. No bad options except Gurkha, but anyway. Oh so. my God! But yeah. not, not not all of them. Just every you know, most night cigar, mo- yeah. mo- most of them. Well, anyway. let's let's set the stage for that first <laughs> time we went over to the hill. So you'd been yeah. talking about it for. I mean, well, at yeah. this point, several months. I was going to say, because so it was Mar- early March, mid-March or so that the, the Cigar Fairy first dropped mm-hmm. off at your house. And then, um, you know, April and May, I think, went by exclusively just smoking at home. And was it like June? Was it around June? I have a terrible I was going to say, right say, this year has kind of been weird. I'd say probably June or July. Some to, somewhere in that time frame. Yeah. Um, that's when I got word that the Hill was reopening for the patio and everything like that. And, um, I mean, it wasn't long after they reopened outside that you and I were, we were heading over there. Because yep. I, had, I, I had told you about, you know, the lounge. It's so great because not only do you sit around and, and have your cigars, but then also that's where you get to socialize. That's where you get to meet mm-hmm. people. And you are a very social creature. I am. And the quarantine, I mean, the quarantine was hard on everybody for some different reasons, but mine was I missed people. Uh I just, I didn't realize until I had been isolated from them how much of my energy I would draw from just being around others. So when Nick said, hey, the the hill's opening up, we should go over there. I was like, what, tomorrow? I mean, (laughs) is is that what we decided? It was pretty quick. (laughs) 
It was. And so it was a whole experience. We went over, we um, went to that little Italian shop and bought some candy or something. Erzies. Yep. Okay. Full disclosure. I introduced Nick to that place. You did. Well, there you go. You did. Yep. It's a great place. I love it. Yep. Oh, it's a, it's a full experience. You got to go there and you got to get your chocolate covered espresso beans and your little candies and which, whatnot. Which I said I wasn't going to eat. And then I ate. But then I'm you, sure did. I ate half then your you did. <laughs> I was say. Sorry, I might owe you for that. Yeah, whatever. Um, but then we ordered. Um, what was oh, that sandwich? Oh, yeah. Uh, Goya's. Go- Gio- yeah. Think, or, Goya's. Goya's. I don't know. It's hard to pronounce. They're but, clearly never going to sponsor this. No, podcast. but it's this little <laughs> sandwich place down on the hill. And they make the best hot salami sandwiches. Delicious. It was very good. I got the pork nato. You did? I did. One of my favorite things there is to get the, you'd get like either the sliced salamis or buy them and then get cheese and some crackers or bread and just kind of, kind of make your own. Now I like the mustard there. Now Nick is not a mustard fan. Now you you mean at Erzies. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, I'm talking about Erzies. My yeah, bad. Yeah. But but at Erzies, they have this little um, they have this German mustard of all things at an Italian market, and it is the best mustard. Yeah, Jeff likes to mix his makes his uh, own little crudite. Oh. You know. Yes. Yeah. So we'll sit there and make the little say you know crackers with cheese and salami and wow. stuff, and sit and do that. You know, whole big sure. spread. Yeah. The little candies and everything, but yeah. So no, so we did all that. And then we piled and came down to the hill, and that's when you went into the humidor, and we we picked looked up around a there, sticks, and yep, and then sat out front for oh my god, five or six hours. It was a long time. It was yes. a beautiful day. It was a gorgeous day. It was, and there were a couple people sitting out front yes. there. Yes. So you got that little bit of social, ex, yes, you know, experience and everything. And you just talk to people that you might not have talked to before. Yep. And that's the beauty of the cigar lounge because, and and I say this all the time and I'll say it again, cigars are the great equalizer. You can have guys there that do drywall or are contractors or you'll run into policemen and judges and people that work for the sanitation district. And we all sit there and we all talk to each other. Yep. And they're people that in their normal lives would probably never interact. And, and the cigar lounge equalizes everyone. And it's just a great experience. And you can learn so much from these people and their different walks of life. Yes. I, th- that's probably my favorite thing, aside from the forced relaxation. I would say the community has been. Yeah. It, it, it just I'll just keep coming back for that, for well, sure. I keep always saying that over time in a cigar lounge, you develop your list of guys. And what I mean by that is um, you always say like, oh, I need help with my flooring. I got a guy for that, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. or hey, I need help with my car. I got a guy for that. You develop that list of contacts that you're like, okay, these are the people that you go to. Yeah. 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 It's almost like our, uh, what is that? What is that business cult that everyone gets into? BNI. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's almost like BNI, but without the cult. And the fees. Yes. And the and the fines and punishments if you don't show up. Exactly. Although there are punishments because I haven't been to the hill for a while and I'm getting some grief from a few people about that. Yeah, well, so I'm not, you haven't been as since, you should. You haven't been since COVID. We literally just spent ten minutes talking about how awesome that experience is. So for you to admit that it's been a long time since you've been there, he hasn't been it since is. COVID. Wow. Well, and a lot of that's because I've had my daughter Addie, and I obviously can't take my ten year old to the hill and sit and smoke, or to Riverman. 
or to Tinderbox or anywhere else. So my my cigar experience the last while has been doing the shows with Nick and sitting on my back deck. And that's fine. And now with the court order, um, <laughs> you know, even that's an issue. Yeah, half of that's gone. <laughs> so what we're hearing is he'll be at the cigar lounge tomorrow. <laughs> well, our our court date is uh, Thursday, so we should be able to get that worked out. Hopefully quickly. we get that worked out so that Thursday night we can book in this. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, Lord. Uh, well, it, so during COVID, in my mind, I thought I need something that can get me out of the house and still be safe. And I thought I'm just going to ride motorcycles, right? Well, that's, yeah, I was going to say you've done other things than just cigars. But, but it was like I can ride motorcycles or I can learn to smoke cigars. But you did ride a motorcycle during COVID. I did. Yeah. But and it, again, <laughs> it's the same premise of it's for, it's very freeing being out on the open road, you know, and I'm not someone you would typically see on a motorcycle. Um, also not someone you would uh, typically see smoking a cigar. So the cigar route has You're very been, risk adverse, as you pointed I, I out earlier. Very risk adverse. Yeah. But think about, so the motorcycle community, I would say, is very similar in a sense to the cigar community in that, you know, you can't always stereotype yes. people who ride, who ride motorcycles. Um, but that route was going to be a very expensive and... I couldn't get my husband on board with that, but the cigars. Oh, and cigars aren't expensive at all. (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Especially the ones that I have come to really enjoy. They are. It's just over time you catch up with that motorcycle eventually. Well, let's put it this way. The cigar fairy has started to ease back on the gifting, (laughs) and it's starting to be more of a like, hey, I'll pick it up. Exactly. Yes. Now now that you've got her hooked, you're you're essentially her dealer. Yep. I mean, we, I mean, that's, that's what we've said. Yes. That's a very apt description of how this goes. I get a text no. message that Nick's at a place where he can pick up some. I mean, if my phone got picked up by someone else and they looked at our text messages, they yep. would have no idea. Remember, Nick, when you came over? And <laughs> oh, that's outside, right. Sat outside with the. There yard. was the lawn crew. <laughs> that's right. There was the lawn crew here. And um, why did I sit in the car? The long oh you were on a phone call I, I was on a, no 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 I was on a phone call so that's yep. what it was so I pulled up in front of the house and the lawn crew is here working on your lawn mm-hmm. and I was on a phone call and right about the time I got off the phone that's when the lawn crew was packing up and so then I come you know strolling around to your backyard and everything like that and right when they're leaving and so I'm joking with her talking about how oh i'm sure your lawn crew probably is like oh this guy's sitting out front just waiting for us to leave and then suddenly you know he's coming around back and everything because you just cut when you come over to smoke you don't usually come through the front door right i'm well you always tell me just i'm in the backyard so i just come Come around to the side gate and i just come in through the through the fence i'm just sure it just looked very very (laughs) sketchy for the uh and when when mr bronco came home i said by the way just in case your lawn crew people say something about, hey, you know, your wife might be having guys coming over. And I told I told him what happened, and he's like, oh, okay. There's this guy lurking around. Exactly. Well, and then it happened again not too long later. It's like I come by, and the lawn crew's here again, and they're giving me the eye like, you're back. I'm like, yes, I'm back. Well, and I don't know if you know this, but so, again, part of the anti- uh, pink Bronco during quarantine, uh, staying up late, I would sometimes be outside just enjoying a drink, maybe a cigar by myself at like 10 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. Well, two or three times a friend of mine would text me like, Hey, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm just sitting outside, uh, you know, drinking a drink. And next thing I know, he comes walking in the back 
10 o'clock at night. So even my neighbors, if, I mean, if anybody's paying attention, this looks very, very, very suspect. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Eh, you know. So. It's, you it, know, and you were mentioning the motorcycle. I want to point something out. Cigar smoking on the motorcycle is probably out. You don't want to do that. I would agree. Yeah. It's, Espe- it's very difficult. Especially for ladies who, if you don't pull your hair back and you're riding on a motorcycle, I mean, that your hair is flying all over your face. And, I mean, if you've got a lit stick, it's... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're... See, see Pinky, I'm, I'm a Jeep guy. And oh. I've learned that you cannot smoke a cigar with the top down. I believe that. That's it, what she it, said. Well, yeah, it becomes very. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to ash. I mean, you're the mm-mm. party file. No, mm-mm. I did not know you were a Jeep guy. We were considering buying a Jeep during quarantine. Oh, oh, get it. You'll you'll never not have one. That's if, another cult. See, it is another yes. cult. Yeah. It's people. Oh, no, it, it's a Jeep thing. It's the yes. wave. And and I've had people that buy Jeeps, and I'm like, hey, you know, you have to wave, and they're like, oh, we're not waving. I said, people will start flipping you off. They get really pissed off if you don't wave back. Why would you not wave? It, it's your people. Right? It's your people. Yeah, it, it's your peeps. It's your exactly. unspoken bond. Again, yeah. who cares what you're like in real life? As soon as you get, I'm assuming, in the Jeep, you're just like all the other Jeepers. Amen. You know, Sat- Saturns were that way when they first came out too, Jeff. Stop it. I swear to God. There was <laughs> you were lying right now. There was the Saturn wave. The Saturn wave. When Saturn's first came out, the Saturn people would like wave at each other. That went away after about a year, but yeah, <laughs> there was the Saturn wave. Interesting. I, I remember that. Wow. Yep. That, that you're making that up. I swear to God, dude, it was a real thing for a hot minute. The Saturn people tried to make a community. It didn't work. Well, we're gonna need to no. fact check this. I, I swear. Yeah. I swear. So. I trust you, but I swear. I don't. <laughs> I, I trust but verify. Trust but verify. Okay. That's how I'm yes. roll. Okay. Thank you, Ronald Reagan. <laughs> oh. uh, well, the the some of my best memories aside from the cigar lounge was I worked a charity golf tournament a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I had not worked this specific tournament before. Um, and do you want to say who this was for? No. Okay. Okay. No. Okay. Uh, I mean, not because it's bad. <laughs> well, yeah. Just uh, so I worked a charity golf tournament. Boy, and that ashtray is just blowing everywhere. Like we haven't even used it because this wind has just blown it's those crazy. ashes. All you have some on your sweater. Go figure. <laughs> so we might as well just be ashing onto your lawn at this point. It's just going everywhere. But anyway. So at this golf tournament, I, I roll up and I tell people, I'll do whatever you need me to do. If I need to sell 50-50 tickets, if I need to... Nope, my job that day was um, the beer cart lady um, with my other friend. So we're driving around and there was also cigars provided to the golfers. Um, and I feel like this has come full circle it now. Has. Right? Now yeah. we're back to a charity golf tournament involving cigars. So... Um, the, my friend who's showing me, like, here's the cigars, and then here's two or three different kinds of cutters. And I was like, oh, is that like a V-cut? And then this would be, and I mean, he's looking at me like, who, who are you? How do you know this? I said, <laughs> I, I just have some friends that, you know. Well, I'd roll up to a hole, and I'm offering, you guys want drinks? I got some beers. We've got some shots. Anybody want a cigar? And they're like, yeah, I'll take a cigar. And I'm like, do you want me to cut it and light it for you? You just want me to cut it? And they're like, well, I mean, yeah, you can cut it for me. Do you know how to cut it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, sure do. That that to me was the virtual pat on the head. Oh yeah, that's something you can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I do. can do that. Yeah, and, that's and, cute. You know, and that's yeah. a problem because 
there are so many women that are embracing the cigar lifestyle and the cigar community now. You know, the sisters of the leaf. And we got to get over that. It's true, but I, I, I try not. I try to extend a lot of grace and not blame people because it's still not the norm, right? And people's reactions tend to be based on what's the norm, and you just don't expect this person to roll up on a golf course, this young female, and have any idea that you know whether you want the V cut or a straight cut or whatever. But that, I mean, that bought me a lot of credibility. I texted Nick as I was leaving that tournament, and I said, "I feel like a million bucks." <laughs> I mean, I. <laughs> There were golfers there that had brought their own cigars, and I could, I mean, I I wasn't on their level in terms of knowing much, but a, a gentleman there showed me a cigar, and I said, oh, that looks like a Drew Estates, and he was like, done. I mean, just, wow, <laughs> wow. So I felt, I felt real good at that point, so... Uh, so that's been a highlight too, is the, uh, that, that another area where that community came together, right? Yep. I, I, I don't have a lot in common with the people that I was, uh, volunteering with at this charity golf tournament. And I walked away with a couple new friends. There you go. Thanks to that's cigars. All. See, it's all about the cigars. Yep. They yep. Just, they, it, that little stick of dried leaves, they just bring people together. It's true. Now, I want to point something out here, and, and I have not talked to Nick about this. Uh-oh. Uh, well, we've talked about the the interview that we have coming up. We have a gentleman that has uh, graciously sent us a couple of books, uh, and the name of the book is When Tobacco Was King, and it's a history of tobacco in the United States and America, and it's by Paul Allen. And we were discussing the other day, you know, reading the book, and, you know, I was kind of telling him some radio tricks where you go through the chapters – and maybe you'll read a chapter or two here and there. So, you know, because obviously when people are doing radio interviews with someone that has written a book, there's no time to sit and read the whole book. It Correct. just it just doesn't happen. So you familiarize yourself enough that you can speak intelligently to it, but you let the author then talk about the book. Now, Nick, this may be something that we want to have Pinky do the interview with you for Mr. Allen. And because if she is a book reader, this might be a really good book for her to read and help out with the interview. I, there you go. You know what? I think that sounds like a fine idea. And in fact, yeah, I have I that book in too. my car. So I would totally do that. Well, and it would be interesting, too, because you guys are such aficionados. <laughs> well, that's not. That's an overstatement. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> you set the bar a little high for L- us. A little yeah. high. There. Okay. <laughs> but we smoke cigars, so. for someone who, again, is relatively new to the community and knows very little about any of that, I mean, I'm literally starting a ground zero what i mean that's where i started a uh, little over two years ago mm-hmm. yep you know well so, you've I mean, come a long way friend well i kind of am the I same i got a monkey on his back well firmly planted and i'm kind of the same personality type that like when i get into something i want to know a lot more about it same so you know that that's kind of how that happened well, and and that's how you g- draw other people in Right, well, yeah. because you have a passion and you want them to see the same awesomeness that you've seen exactly. in it. Exactly. Yep. And that's what I tend to do in my real life with other things. It's like I find something I like and you just you can't not share it with people. Yeah. Right? Like you've experienced it and so again, I'm I'm still a little closeted in my uh, new cigar hobby, but um I've branched out and brought a couple new people into oh, that's the true. Fold. That's yes. true. Yes. So yep. And and that's it. It's it's the virus. I put the 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 monkey on your back, and now you're spreading it to other people. So it's positive. 
I'm glad you said it's positive because yeah, it doesn't sound point. positive. No, it is positive. <laughs> it's it's a positive thing because, like I said, you know, this is a it's a it's a stress reliever. It's a relaxation method, and it's I mean, a community builder. It is. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's studies that have been done about it and everything else. And I mean, there's there's doctors that have said uh, the positive uh, effects of the the stress relief i mean hell when we had uh storm bowen from cigars for warriors on the show he flat out said that he's had doctors um talk to him and um tell him that their the care packages that they send to the uh to the deployed troops have um positive effects on um ptsd so so guys i want to circle back to the cigars and obviously you know we're doing smoker's choice here during the interview um, you know, I've been smoking this uh, Perdomo Lot 23, which is one of my go-to sticks. And Nick, again, you were smoking. Uh, I have the uh, Dias de Gloria by AJ Fernandez. What are you getting on that? You know, as an AJ cigar, there's that underlying uh, pepper kind of spice to it, just right off the bat. Um, it really, with that cigar, it really hits like you know heavy right off the bat, and then it does taper down, but it's it's there. And um, otherwise, it's kind of a, it's kind of creamy to an extent. Um, it's real smooth. And, um, you know, there's like a little bit of like nuttiness to it. You know, it's kind of got that going on. But no, I, I like the Dias de Gloria. Um, you know, it's, it's, it comes in both box press and round. So I always have to make sure when I'm at the store, like, and I'm about to get one, like, what am I getting? Because you, you know me when the box press. But same yeah. Right. Yep. See? Yeah. See? I, I, she's on she's on my side with the box press, by the way. Yep. Fair enough. And uh Pinky on your cigar, um, you're you're smoking a Drew Estate, correct? Yes. She is the uh, Isla, Isla de Sol. Del Sol. Yep. And you know, I'm still young enough in my journey, I don't know how to describe it. I mean, I could probably smoke two cigars back to back and not be able to describe them very discriminately. <laughs> Nick, Nick, get her a tricky track and then let let her see if that state holds true. I want her to smoke a cigar again, Jeff. <laughs> I know that Nick that has, is not for the faint of heart. No, he has been so intentional in what he has introduced me to, and it's worked out well. So anything Good. that might detract from that, yeah, I got to build her up. To although like I have enough under out. my belt now that if I had a bad one, there's been there's really only been one or two where I. Where I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't smoke that again. But yeah. almost everything else, yeah. I would smoke I, again. I wouldn't say the tricky try. It's not a bad cigar. No, it's, it's actually a really good cigar. cigar. I like that cigar. It's just it is a very, um, it's a strong smoke, and there's a lot of uh, spice and pepper to it. Intense, yeah, would be my term. Yeah, okay. Especially on the retro hail, which I don't know if we've ever done the retro hail. I don't know if I've been, you know, does not sound. Familiar. You may have inadvertently done it. And not known it. It's and and Pinky for for you and maybe anyone else listening that that doesn't know. Um, it's one of those where you bring the smoke in, you draw and then you it blow in half of it out of out through your nostrils, out through the nose, and you'll pick up a lot of really intense flavors. Usually, um, you know, you'll get white pepper, red pepper, black pepper, spices. Um, but it, again, not for the faint of heart. That'll be something I work up to. It's That'll be I, like a cigar yes. bucket list. Yeah. Like I said, smoke. you may you may have done it accidentally where you've exhaled, you know, instead of exhaling the smoke out of your mouth, you exhale it out of your nose. Hmm. That, that, that's usually Nick, how it first happens. And then Nick you're like, enjoys, oh God. You do it on accident. Yeah. yeah. 
Nick enjoys the retro hail, but every time he does it, all almost on cue, his head will just explode. I, I cough a lot. I don't think I've witnessed that before. <laughs> Here, yeah. take one, do one. Let her witness you do one. The only thing I can distinguish at this point is anything that's infused versus maybe something that's not. Like I can tell if something has flavor. I think, yeah, because um, I've had some plain cigars and. Eh, I mean, the uh, Tabac Especial is one that comes to mind because, and, and I don't think they admit that it's sugar tipped, but it's got to be. No, they do. And, that that yeah, one, they, yeah, oh, they that do. one okay. they know. I yeah. didn't know if that was one they did or not, but uh, that one you can definitely taste that sweet flavor even even before you light the cigar. Now I have a question. So, a couple of the lounges we've been to carry what look like cigarettes, but those are cigars. Are those? Yeah, they're like, oh, what's they're, that? Little, yeah, little cigarellos. So but it's just a size. Um, they just they're just smaller. Okay. Versus uh, versus the like you've got a Toro, you know, and so it's just a littler, you know, cigar. Um, actually, Dan over at Riverman has these Davidoff uh, Primeros, and oh, those are so good because they're yeah, hand, they're really hand rolled. They're they're maybe about like so big around, you know, about that long and everything. And but it's the same stuff. That's in the um, the larger size, you know, cigar, and but the flavor on them is just that much more intense because they're really? so tiny and everything. And it's does just, it take the same amount of time to smoke or no? No, it's so it, it's, it's less. Like, why know? would somebody well, choose one of those over the like regular? Ma- like maybe on your lunch break and you've okay, only got gotcha. thirty minutes or okay. something like that. You might do something like that, or you know, in the case of some of them. Maybe you want to try, although, you know, you're spending so much on the tin that you might as well just go ahead and get the regular. I was going to say it would be an option to try. It's it's mostly a time thing, you know, okay. if, you, well, if you. Like like for me, if I'm going, you know, like goose hunting or something like that, where I, you know, I don't necessarily want to light up a, you know, six, eight, ten, twelve dollar cigar and then have the birds start flying and have to toss it down in the mud. So I'll I'll take <laughs> cigarellos and things when I'm out hunting. That one's not as bad. Oh, it, you kind of tailor it to what you want. You did a retro hit, didn't you? I did, and this one's, <laughs> it's not as bad, um, but yeah, I did. Not pleasant. <laughs> I mean, the look on your face is not, not pleasant. No, it's, 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 it adds much more flavor and, you know, um, you get more out of the cigar, but yeah. It doesn't look like it's worth it. No, nah, just I mean, based on your you know, facial expressions, it's, and it's not you winced. I I do wince. <laughs> it it stings the nostrils, but you know, I mean, Did you're, you, you you're exhaling when I said head explodes. I mean, you're exhaling yes. smoke. You know, you're exhaling smoke, so it's gonna, it's a little bit of a thing. But then there's some cigar smokers that are gonna say I'm a baby about it. So yeah, take the good with the bad, I guess. So on those little ones, do you do those stay in a humidor? Because like at um, the hill, those are outside of the humidor. They've got a little. Um, I think some of those come packed with like a little bovita pack, like oh, okay. within them. But yeah. I know some places they do keep them within the humidor and everything. Now there's some, you know, like the Toscano, that um, it's a little guy, and that does not need to be humidified because it's fire cured, but. With that, because it is fire cured, it tastes like a campfire. Oh. So, hmm. you know, you get a real... So, those are the ones for a point of reference. If you watch the old uh, spaghetti westerns, like uh, Clint Eastwood, that's what he'd be smoking oh, right okay. in Portland. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like a stick. I keep some in the glove box. 
Really? Yeah. I have a pack of them in the glove box. That way I've always got something with me. But it's... uh... And the neat thing about those, too, is you can clip those down to the size that you want. So let's say you only have one and, you know, you're with a friend or something like that. You can clip it in half and, you know, you could... One for me and one for my homie. Exactly. (laughs) Whereas, like, you try and clip that you know, um, cigar there in half. I mean, it's going to unravel and, mm-hmm. and come apart. But Crumple, yeah. yeah, so just an interesting little thing. All right. But anyway. Well, there you go. And well, Jeff, Pink- Jeff, what were you getting on your cigar there? It, I mean, it's it's a Perdomo. It's, you know, I'm I, of course, it's shade-grown Connecticut because that's what I like. It was my first cigar of the day. And it's just a good cigar. I'm actually done with it now. It got a little of that Connecticut, uh, you know, bitterness there at the end, but Overall, I mean, like I said, it's it's a go-to stick for me. It's one that I always keep in the humidor. Um, and it, it's a good first cigar of the day for sure. There you go. A breakfast cigar, if you will. Exactly. 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 No, that's been a whole thing, especially during COVID. I know a lot of people that have expanded out and started their smoking earlier in the day. And so they'll sit out on the deck and have a cup of coffee and whatnot mm-hmm. with their cigar. But they don't want to start. You don't want to start the day with such a heavy cigar. So you start out with something a little lighter. So breakfast cigar. So there, that well, could be it, another show. It could be like what what certain cigars might you smoke at a breakfast versus brunch, lunch, dinner. I'd say the Rose of Sharon is a perfect breakfast cigar. Oh, yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. You know what else is a perfect breakfast cigar? What's that? Gator, new from Martinez Cigars. At, you can pick them up right now at Martinez Cigars. <laughs> uh, the shilling. Just this shameless shilling. Well, Pinky, we really want to thank you for coming on. And it sounds like Jeff has recruited you for more work on the show in future episodes. Uh, you know, like when we have the, the, the author, Mr. Allen, come on with his book and everything like that. So, um, what? Once we'll, Nick we'll and I get our, our court proceedings taken care of, um, and, you know, I'm I'm not sure exactly, you know, what Pastor Barnaby is going to do either. So that may complicate things depending on, you know, him talking. Yeah, I know he was going to see his lawyer today. I want so, a court. I want a payout, dude. You guys took my cigar from me. I'm I'm wronged here. You literally beat up a pastor on air. He took my cigar. Fair. Fair point. And if that judge but, is a cigar smoker, you guys are hosed. Oh, no, you're exactly right. So, you know, everything yeah, I he, did was well within my right to do, given the circumstances. <laughs> oh, Lord, that was fun. That's all I'm saying. So I'm just glad you were beating on him and not me. So I was happy about that. Oh, well, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Uh, so, well, seriously, thank you so much for your time there, Pinky. Hey, thanks for having me. I hope that someone who has... Someone in their life that has been a cigar smoker but has never indulged themselves, maybe they'll hear this and decide to give it a try. Well, and hopefully those uh, listeners out there that are cigar smokers uh, can use this as a case study of how to introduce somebody into cigars. 100%. I mean, the way you approach this is entirely responsible for my new enjoyable habit. So thank you. That's That's awesome. My cigar fairy. Will, will, will you will you do me a favor? Sure. Will you please come back on the show again? This has been really fun. Oh, of course, absolutely. And we'll we'll do it in person. Like I said, if we get our court proceedings all wrapped up, 
And yeah, that I think I think you bring a different perspective to the show, and I really like it. I'd love you to come on once in a while. Uh, well, thank you. I mean, if if we're gonna sit here and you're just gonna compliment me the whole time, I just I'll be back anytime. I'll ensure that he has pants on. Oh, please. Yeah, <laughs> I I put them on before I come in the house. I usually drive pantsless because they I find them constricting in the jeep. <laughs> and you've already talked about how you drive without a shirt on while wearing your schmog. Yeah, I'll wrap. I'll pinky. I'll wrap when the top's down. I'll put the schmog on so I don't burn like you know my my head. You know, I, I I'm I, you know I've I've got a little bald spot and um you know cheeks and forehead and whatnot. And I'll I'll wrap up in my schmog like I'm in the desert and drive my jeep. And I get a lot of stares at stoplights. I believe that. Yeah, I do. Yeah. So. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for your time. Thanks, guys. Thank you.